Welcome to our back porch. We are so happy that you're joining us today. We pray that you're doing well, and we're excited to share more with you today about strongholds, about what they mean, what it means, what it looks like, uh, and, and how we can get on that path to pursuing complete freedom uh, that Christ has prepared for us. So would you pray with me as we get started? Lord, we consecrate this back porch to you. We pray that uh, your Holy Spirit would have full freedom on this back porch today and have full freedom in my heart and mind and in Tanya's heart and mind that we would be attuned to you and that our words would come uh, strictly from you, Lord. I pray uh, that there, if there are any listening this today, that um, if, if this is an issue within them, Father, that you, your Holy Spirit, would reveal that. I pray for that we might speak words that uh, would be an encouragement to hearts today, that we might uh, speak words of comfort or hope, or even, as I've said, of freedom. And so, Lord, we pray that you translate those words, whatever words we speak, that you would translate those from our lips to the hearts of those who are watching. Um, may they be your words and your words alone. And we pray, Lord, that you would breathe through us, that the power of the Holy Spirit would be evident. We pray this today that you would do only what you can do. And it's in your powerful name we pray. So before we get started, I wanted to just talk a minute about agreements. We talked about agreements last week, and agreements are those instances where we literally agree with the lies that the enemy uh, very slyly speaks into our minds. And so an agreement with the enemy is when we hear the lie that he speaks into us. Uh, and then we eventually believe the lie, and then we affirm the lie with our words or with our actions. And so what we know is that the agreements can be small. They can uh, really just begin with condemning thoughts. Uh, we've all had those condemning thoughts. For instance, um, those thoughts, um, depending on your vulnerability, those thoughts that say, uh, you know that when you're not with them, they talk about you. Or I'm pretty sure that they think you're annoying. Uh, and then there's those always and never thoughts. You always mess things up. Or you will never be as good as fill in the blank. We all have a blank. So these lies are about ourselves, but they can eventually become bigger and um, turn into lies about the nature of God and um, how God feels about us and begin to create those questions. Um, and, and this really is the big question. If God really loves me, then why did I have to go through whatever your blank is? It could be abuse. It could be... Um, trauma. It could be loss. Um, but 
that's where the enemy takes us, that if and then, if he loves me, then why? And so that's a powerful lie that the enemy speaks into us. And so those are agreements. We're going to move on and talk about strongholds. So let's kind of just start where the struggle and the freedom begin. It helps us to understand how the physical part of us and the spiritual part of us um, work together and then how they do battle. So in um, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, we see that we have a, a body, a soul, and a spirit. And so that verse says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So that is our goal, is to be holy, to be healthy in all three of these areas of our lives. So the body, it's our flesh. It's weak and it's temporary. The soul is made up of our mind, our emotions, and our will. And this is where we think, feel, and choose and make decisions. And then the spirit is the core of us. It's the place where the Holy Spirit dwells. So Paul, again, gives us evidence of that in Romans 8, 16, which says, For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. We are spiritual beings and can partner with other spirits. So that's our spirit and God's spirit in us. So the way a stronghold works is that it starts with the external factors and then works its way into our souls. And then it just takes advantage of wounds that we have endured in our past throughout our life. And then eventually it touches our spirit. And as Cindy said, it just distorts our view of God and his word. And that's kind of the end goal of the enemy, right, is to change our view about who God is or who we are in Christ. So let's look at um, Ephesians 4, a couple of verses, 22 through 27. Um, verse 22 says, Throw off your old sinful nature in your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. So that's our body and the desires of our flesh. Verse 23 continues, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. So again, that's our mind and our will, which are part of our soul. Verse 24, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. This is our spirit and our new self. And then verse 25 says, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. This just gives us evidence of how important the truth is to speak the truth, to know the truth. Verse 25, uh, just a down. <laughs> Verses 26 and 27. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. This is an example of an entry point for an agreement that can eventually become a stronghold, letting that anger ripen inside of us. So let's just take a minute and pray um, from here. <sighs> Father God, you created us. You created us with a spirit, a soul, and a body. You care deeply about each of those parts of us. Help us to recognize the strongholds that are formed or that are forming in our body, our soul, and our spirit. Give us the power and the freedom to throw off our sinful nature and to be renewed by your spirit. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So let's define a stronghold. Um, and I think he probably had a pretty good idea so far, but a stronghold begins with those incorrect thought patterns, the uh, ways that the enemy gets to us with those smaller lies and moves to the bigger ones about the nature and, of God. So 
the incorrect thought patterns, the lie for, lies from the enemy, then begin to uh, become bigger in our mind. Uh, and, and Satan's goal is that those thoughts uh, though would begin to convince us that um, they are bigger, he's more bigger and powerful than God. And so that's, that's actually literally laying a foundation for a stronghold. Um, based on those lies, challenging the truth of who God is and what he thinks of us. And all of his attacks begin in our mind. Our mind is Satan's primary battlefield. And he wants to claim territory in our mind. Uh, he wants to have that place available uh, where he can construct a stronghold. Uh, I remember being taught in my early adult years um, that the Holy Spirit could only fill as much of me as I would allow. Um, but I never really understood what else was going on. Um, I remember, uh, and some of you may remember this, and so we studied in discipleship classes, uh, the, the throne that they drew, and God was on the throne, and he was the Lord of our lives. And then we come in and we remove God from the throne, and we take back over our lives, and so what? What is happening there is the enemy is fighting for uh, becoming Lord um, of our lives, taking over, uh, just fighting for territory. So, what we have to understand there is an ongoing battle um, for territory in our minds, um, and so that's where we begin with a stronghold. Uh, what I want to talk to you about here is just some basic goals that the enemy has in building a stronghold. He wants to deplete us of emotional and mental energy. Uh, and we all know how easy we can move to that place when we are not having uh, time to nurture ourselves um, and our relationship with the Lord. Uh, that weakens us and Satan can move in and deplete us. He wants to strangle the abundant life that we, have, we can have in Christ. It's offered to us. He wants to strangle that. He wants to steal our callings and our gifts. And we as a body of Christ are fitted together um, really according to our callings and gifts. He fits us together as a body, a functioning body. And so if we're not convinced that we have callings and gifts, uh, we, it weakens the body of Christ, which is certainly a goal of his. Uh, and so I've heard many people say, I have no gifts. I have no spiritual gifts. I have no calling. I have no passion. Um, then we have to go back to what, is the, what lie has the enemy spoken over you to convince you of that? He wants to keep us in a state of feeling overwhelmed. And we all know that in this crazy culture, um, a lot of people are always feeling overwhelmed. He wants to render us ineffective in the kingdom of God. And we just talked about that. If he can steal the thought that we have callings and gifts and we can be effective in the ministry that God has for us, then we have been rendered ineffective. But most importantly, he wants to deceive us into believing the lie after lie after lie until he has convinced us that he is more powerful than God. So we wind up here with virtually nothing we come against in spiritual warfare has more power than a stronghold. 
The very term tells us that. Um, so I want to take just a moment to take a breath. Just breathe. I want to acknowledge that this is heavy. This is a little bit heavy. And you may already be sensing that you just really want to step away and not uh, finish watching with us. Um, we want you to understand we all have to deal with, with the lies of the enemy and even strongholds because we're, we're fleshly. Um, Tanya just read that passage in Ephesians. It just points out we are weak in the flesh and we need the power of the Holy Spirit. So even though we have to deal with that, let us just go back to understand a stronghold is built with lies and deceptions. Yes, we have yielded some territory and Satan has constructed a stronghold, but it's lies and deceptions. It's wobbly. Um, it's built on nothing strong, but Jesus is our truth. Jesus has the victory and he has given us promises. Those strongholds can be demolished. We simply have to take the steps to do that in yielding that territory back to God. So please stay where you are. Don't stop listening. These are words of encouragement. Listen to what we are saying and then find encouragement in that, that God wants to set you free. So I want to take a closer look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And we're going to do verses 3 through 5. So verse 3 says, Though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. So what this verse tells us is the war is real. The battle is real. Ephesians 6 tells us how to dress for the battle. First uh, Peter tells us to stay alert, uh, that our enemy is like a roaring lion uh, seeking. He's prowling around seeking for some weak spot to devour us. And so the, the war is real. It's not a world, worldly war. It's a spiritual war. It is taking place in the spiritual realm. And verse 4 says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We are not imprisoned forever in strongholds. This scripture tells us the weapons he gives us, and we will talk more about those they have divine power to demolish the strongholds in our lives. So, because it is a spiritual war, we fight this war with spiritual weapons that have divine nature. That's godly nature, the power of God in those weapons. Um, so, we are equipped. We must equip ourselves, and God has given us the ability to be equipped for the battle. So, when you think strongholds, think of a military base of operations. In a war, that would be a target for the enemy. If they could seize that place of operations, they could take control of that territory. And so that's, those are the places where we listen to those lies and lays a foundation for the, for the stronghold that the enemy wants to move in. He really just wants to invade. Uh, verse 5 says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we take up the weapons provided to us. And then we take aim to demolish the lies that keep the stronghold standing. 
we have to break down the lies. And for many of us, the enemy maybe has, has been speaking the same lie to you over and over. You are not enough. You are not strong enough. Uh, even those lies, the power of those words. And so we, are, we have to deal with these. So we're going to take aim and demolish those lies and really just bring them under the rule of Christ. Bring them and make those, those lies obedient. Uh, we are fighting also for the territory in our mind to take that back for the kingdom of God. So the goal is to stop the enemy, to take our thoughts captive, um, and to the very things he is trying to steal for us, from us, our thoughts and our confidence and faith in who Christ is. Um, so this is what we do. We take those thoughts and we lay them beside the word of God. Does this thought line up with the truth of God's word and the nature of God? So let's pray. Father, what power we find in this passage in 2 Corinthians uh, that Paul is sharing with us that the battle is real, but Jesus is the victor. Uh, and we give you praise, Lord, that you have given us all that we need, all that we need. You tell us that there are weapons that you give us that will completely demolish strongholds. And so we pray for that, Father, that we first of all, would seek you and ask you to show us, to reveal those things to us. And then that we would begin with that step of taking the lie, taking that thought and making it captive to you. Taking it back from the enemy who wants to use it against us and then comparing it to your truth, the truth of God's word. Uh, and in that, we will be taking steps to freedom. And I pray that over those who are listening today, Father. Thank you for the encouragement of this passage. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. So one question that comes up when we consider warfare in these strongholds is that, is it possible to be a Christ follower and still be taken captive by strongholds? And so let's look at Galatians 5.1. This is a verse that we have been um, going over through all of these sessions that we're having on um, freedom, these prayer sessions that we've had on freedom. And that's because it's just really a powerful verse that reminds us how important that freedom is. So it says, it, is, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not allow yourselves to be burdened by a yoke of slavery. So if you look at the message translation, that makes it, it makes it even more clear. It says, now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. So the answer to our question is yes, it is possible to be a believer, a Christ follower, and be captive or enslaved to these strongholds that we've been talking about. So think about how, an, how the enemy builds these strongholds in our lives. And imagine a, a bricklayer. And so he starts with the foundation of lies, as we've talked about. And uh, these are lies that we've made agreements with, which usually have something to do with the nature of God or who we are in Christ. And um, if you joined us last week, we kind of talked over some specific agreements and some specific lies that were good examples of that. And then on the foundation, he just kind of lays brick by brick um, human philosophies or cultural norms, wrong interpretations of scripture, 
inaccurate ideas about the person of God or distorted perceptions of how God sees us and feels about us when we sin. All these are bricks that are he, that he's laying one on top of each other. And then they're held together by the mortar of just wrong reasoning. And then, and then the walls are just rising higher and higher. And soon these lofty towers of stubborn pride and foolish ideas are, are formed. And that, that, my friends, is a stronghold. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from. That's how it happens, mm-hmm. just little by little, brick by brick. And so we just need to get to that foundation and, and figure out what, where that's coming from, those first lies. So let's just take a minute and pray um, about some of these strongholds. Father God, we come to you for freedom. We want to live in the freedom that is offered to us in Christ Jesus. Uh, but we've been caught up in the lies of the enemy and, and, and caught up in the enticements of this world and things that um, seem so good to us but are so... Um, temporary and and fleshy. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, open our eyes to the places that we are being held captive. Show us the foundation of these towers so that we can turn back to your truth and to totally demolish and destroy them. In the power of your name, Lord, by the truth of your word, uh, we can be free, and we thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, we want to talk about some entry points where the enemy finds his way in and begins the construction of strongholds. All of us have different vulnerabilities, uh, places where the enemy really targets us. But we want to talk about a few. Some may be uh, wounds that we have experienced, um, maybe in our childhood, uh, and at some point growing up, even recently wounded hearts wounded spirits broken hearts Um, some may be places where uh, we have been maybe maybe you have suffered abuse Um, maybe you had some kind of childhood trauma or you've had a loss in your life Um, the enemy uh, wants to seize those places of vulnerability he wants to to sneak in and come in those places. But we're going to look at six other places of entry. The first one I call believing the lie, the big lie. And that is the enemy tries to convince us that God doesn't love us. And and I spoke earlier about that if and then statement. Um, and if God loved me, then. God loves us unconditionally. Uh, he doesn't cause all of these things to happen in our lives, but he is ever present and ever ready to strengthen us and grow us and comfort us and heal us. Um, So I wanna pray over this lie. If you are battling this lie that God just doesn't love you, then then I wanna pray this for you. Uh, Lord, I pray for those who have been deceived by the lie, even though we may be Christ followers, or maybe some of those who are listening are not, and they've just never felt that they were enough, they were good enough to be loved by you. But Lord, your, your scripture says um, that you love the world so much that you sent your son to die for us. So we are the world, we, we make up the world. Uh, it was it was us. It was for us that you sent your son to die for us. And I love the the passage um, in First John that just says how great is the love that the Father has just poured out over us. 
because his desire is that we would know him and become his children. And so I pray that that um, over those who are listening today, if if questioning whether they are loved by you, I pray that those scriptures would um, just seep into their hearts and minds today. And I pray these in your name, Father. Amen. Another place of entry that we don't often talk about, but it is a true point of entry, and that is generational sin. And we are talking about uh, behaviors, views, beliefs uh, that just simply have been passed down through the family line uh, that are not in line with God's truth. And so um, we live in an imperfect world. None of us are perfect. Um, We all have issues that our children have come to know and we pray against those that they would not be multiplied in generational lines but we can see um, you may be able to even now as I'm speaking this be able to uh, see thought patterns and behaviors that were a part of your parents lives or your grandparents lives maybe even your great-grandparents lives Um, and I'm not talking about that you know, that funny statement, whatever is wrong with me, I blame on my mother. That's not the issue here. These are deeper issues. Uh, these come through the generational line. So I want to give you some examples. Some are alcohol or other addictions that can be generational sin. Anger, um, I'm not speaking of, I just got angry today because something happened. I'm talking about deep anger that that becomes just a part of living. Um, Immorality can be a generational sin. Um, Insecurities, just constant hearing those words of insecurities. Or lying, constant lies, uh, where truth is just not spoken in your home. Uh, Secrets can be a generational issue. Um, Idolatry, Anything that becomes more important in the lives of our families um, than God. That could be money. That could be possessions. That I, there are many other ways. Um, so let me pray against um, these generational sins and, and um, help, ask the Lord to help you as you process that. I thank you, Father, that there is no sin, no addiction, no attitude that is greater than you. That whether we see that in our generational line, it does not define who we are. We do not have to accept that as who we are. The enemy wants us to believe that. And so I pray today for those who maybe right now are thinking, oh, well, that makes sense. Um, I saw that in my family or my, my parents' families. Um, I pray today, Father, that you would help us to see that we can stop that cycle of generational sin. Um, through the power of the Holy Spirit, it is your desire to break that um, as we uh, come to you and, and, and ask you to show us those places. Uh, this is just simply one of those ways that the enemy uses sin in our lives and convinces through generational lines that it is a part of who we are. And so we we want to declare that as a lie today, Father. And we just pray that that people who are listening 
and, and can see that, would just confess that, um, acknowledge that, and then declare your power over that in the name of Jesus. We pray these things. Amen. Another entry point uh, for strongholds we call ungodly soul ties. And these are really unhealthy relationships that have significant influence over our thoughts and our emotions and even our motivations. And so what we find here is that sometimes the voices in that relationship are louder than God's voices. And so they tend to pull us away from God. And the enemy then will lay in wait so he can seize the opportunity to take that relationship uh, and make it an idol. Uh, so there you have an ungodly relationship. And so I would like to pray for us over that. Father, we just pray this morning that um, you would reveal any places in our lives where we have an ungodly soul tie, an ungodly relationship that pulls us away from you. We confess, Father, that it is our desire not to be in that place, not to have anything become an idol in our life. And so we confess that to you. We ask you to help us stand firm in that relationship or relationships. Uh, we, we pray, Father, that all of us in those places would be your light. The light of Jesus would shine and break any strongholds that may have formed in, in a relationship that has become an idol. Um, we thank you, Father, for forgiveness, and we ask that you guide us, that you give us wise counsel, um, that you give us strength. Um, and most of all, Father, would you just shine a light and reveal those things to us. And we pray these things in the powerful name of Jesus. So one of the other entry points for strongholds comes with unmet love needs. And so we all have this deep desire to be known and, and to be loved. And we live in this imperfect world where people just fall short of, of meeting those desires in us. We kind of expect our parents, our spouses, our friends, or whoever to meet this desire in us, and they just can't do it. And so we're, we're left kind of empty and um, lacking and, and really kind of wounded. Sometimes these wounds of, of the hurts and the, the pains from our, from our growing up years or relationships or whatever can really start to open the doors of strongholds in our lives um, because we're looking to um, the world and to other people to fill the need that the need for love that God was meant to fill in our lives and so that can build a stronghold in us we can really start to believe the lie that no one loves me or um, you know all of those things so let's just take a moment and pray over over those strongholds Father God, forgive us for believing the lie that we aren't loved or that we aren't loved enough or that we aren't known enough. Forgive us for putting expectations on other people that um, only you were meant to meet and fill in us. God, thank you for loving us so fully and loving us so deeply. God, even though you know us so fully, um, you love every part of us, the good, the bad, the ugly. Lord, and that's something only you can do. Only you love perfectly. Help us just to identify these strongholds or these agreements with unmet love needs and to replace them with your truth about who we are in you and how you feel about us. In Jesus' name, amen. Another area where strongholds can start to take form in our lives is through sin. Sin is everywhere and none of us are without sin. Um, and that's why we need Jesus. That's why we have a Savior. 
But one way of thinking about sin is to see it as a rejection of God and then a cooperation with the enemy. And I know that sounds kind of extreme, but that's what's happening in sin. You are turning away from God, and that's what the enemy wants. So therefore, you're cooperating with him. And so it might start with just a thought and then lead to an action or a decision. And eventually it becomes a set of values in your life that takes the strong, strong root in you. And, and that's, how the, that's how the stronghold is formed, right? Just step by step, slowly by slowly, as we talked about just a second ago. So let's pray over, over the stronghold of sin in our lives. God, we come to you and we confess. We confess our sins to you, Lord. We are sorry for how we sin against you. Forgive us for the ways that we turn from you, whether it's in our thoughts or our actions or our values. Thank you for the complete forgiveness that we have in Jesus Christ. Thank you for the blood of Christ which covers us. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we also know that there's no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ Jesus. And so we hold on to those truths, Lord. We thank you for your complete salvation from our sins. Thank you that we are righteous and that the enemy no longer has a hold on us. And the last entry point to a stronghold that we're going to talk about today is in word curses. Proverbs 18.21 says that the tongue can bring death or life. We all know that words are powerful. Words that are spoken to us or about us or over us can really have an impact on us and can really leave an impression <clears throat> throughout our lives. And we begin to, to say these words that maybe someone said about us and we start to say them to ourselves over and over again and, and we really believe them. They take root and we believe them and we trust those words more than we trust God's word and the truth about who God says we are and uh, the truth that he speaks over us. And so, again, that's how the enemy comes in. He takes that lie of these tr this thing that someone spoke over us and builds a stronghold in our lives until we believe it and give it more power than the truth of God. So let's, uh, let's pray over that. Again, Father, we just ask your forgiveness for believing the lies that are spoken over us by other people. God, that we believe them above your truth. Help us to identify these places, to identify these word curses that we've heard throughout our lives and just taken, um, that have just taken root in our heart and our beliefs in our lives. Give us the power to stop believing these words and give us freedom from their bondage. Lord, remind us of your words and the truth that you speak over us, life that you give us in the power of your word. God, may we take them and speak them over ourselves regularly. May we just speak words of life and hope over ourselves. God, we ask for the, the power of your Holy Spirit to remind us of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as you seek the Lord this week about strongholds in your life, I would encourage you to ask yourself these questions. What is a constant battleground in my life? Or what unhealthy habit or unhealthy thought pattern has a hold in your life? And, and what are your constant struggles? Uh, those are good questions to help begin to reveal those places where strongholds might be forming. So next week, we'll continue um, talking about strongholds, but we're gonna talk about the divine nature of those weapons and how they are powerful to demolish strongholds. And so, um, 
hold on to that. God has the power in those weapons that he's given us. But the words of a song sung in church last week have been uh, ringing in my head uh, since then. And I pray this over you that tomorrow's freedom is today's surrender. And so really the Lord is just asking us to yield the whole of who we are and allow the Holy Spirit to fill us and to fill in those places. So I pray that over you today. Uh, and remember, as Tanya said early, there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. We, have, we hope